When you drive the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See jdpower.com slash awards for 2022 details. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Jenny Wilson about her ceremony in the Italy Pavilion at Epcot and her reception at the GM Lounge at Epcot. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose those locations and how she planned everything and how everything turned out. So welcome, Jenny. Hi, Carrie. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. So I'm actually a fairly new Disney lover. We went to Disney for the first time in December of 2018. And that's when we got engaged. We got engaged at Disney. So when we started trying to look at places to have our wedding, our families are spread out all over the country. And so I was originally looking up in the Northeast, but it just seemed like planning a wedding from afar was going to be a lot more work than I had time for. And so when I found out that Disney did weddings and that it was really, you know, very simple and they assign you a planner and coordinate everything, that was what sold me on, on wanting to have a Disney wedding. Got it. And since you didn't have a lifelong history as a huge Disney fan, how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? Yeah, I think at first, a lot of them were pretty skeptical. Um, <laughs> and, and I think my mom really helped keep a lot of that at bay and away from me because I, I fell in love with Disney very quickly. And so when I found out they did weddings, I was like, this is what I want. And I knew that they would just do an amazing job because the quality of service at Disney and customer service and they just, they do everything so well there. I knew it would be well worth it. And so I was adamant about doing it. And I think any, any of the, the questions or, you know, maybe furrowed brows were, were set aside because, you know, I was very adamant that I wanted to do it. And I think my mom kind of helped keep a lot of the, the questions away, which was great. <laughs> That's great. Way to go, mom. <laughs> yes. So how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? Yeah, so originally we were we were planning to try and stay around 50 to stay within our budget. We realized pretty quickly that that wasn't going to be possible. We both have very big family and friend groups. So I think we invited 120 trying to get to 80 and we ended up with 65. Oh, wow, that worked out great for you. <laughs> yeah, it sure did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do most of your friends and family live elsewhere in the country? Yeah, everyone's all over the place. I 
I, I counted when we sent out the invitations. I think there were only a handful of states we didn't send invitations to. So wow. we're, we're very, very spread out. <laughs> now, did you guys choose to set up a rune block? Yes, we did. And it worked out great. We wanted to pick all Skyliner resorts. We had been to Disney since they opened the Skyliner and really loved it as a form of transportation to get around, you know, aside from the buses and and trying to explain buses to non-Disney people and all the rules can be, uh, you know, a bit overwhelming. So we're like, just get on the Skyliner and, you know, you get a 50-50 shot of going the right way most of the time. (laughs) So um, our guests stayed at the Beach Club, Caribbean Beach, and Pop Century. Got it. Now, how did you decide on the day of the week and time of day for your wedding? So originally, we both wanted to get married on Pi Day, which is March 14th. And the more we thought about it being during spring break, we thought, you know, the rooms were going to be more expensive, but we really liked the idea of getting married on the 14th. So we settled on January 14th, especially as we started to research more and found out that it was cheaper to get married in the middle of the week instead of on the weekends. And so we got married on January 14th, which ended up being a Tuesday. Got it. And then time of day, I guess after you chose Italy, they only have the 9 a.m. ceremony time. So that sort of dictated that you would have a brunch reception? Absolutely. And when I found out, you know, I started doing more research and reading the guidebook about that. I was like, wow, that'd be really neat to have a brunch reception because, you know, outside of, of Disney, it's probably not very common. You know, you think of the traditional Saturday night dinner reception Uh, So I liked the idea of it being different and brunch and getting to have a completely different menu than you would normally think of for a wedding. Great. Now, how did you choose Italy and GM Lounge? So originally, I wanted the Canada Pavilion because I love the waterfall back there. But I I don't think that our our group of people would have fit back there. And it was going to be under construction at the time. So they told us you know, Canada was not an option. And so Justin and I actually just walked the world showcase and tried to envision, you know, our number of people in the space. And it was pretty easy to settle on Italy because it's so beautiful there. And you have such great views when you look all around and nice sight lines to the water. And, and, you know, we liked the idea of kind of being tucked away in there. So that's how we picked Italy. And then for the GM lounge, as soon as I saw the pictures, you know, on your website, I I knew he would fall in love with that because he loves Epcot and, you know, his family is, you know, has been going to Disney for a long time and he has a lot of nostalgia around Epcot. And so I knew that uh, I could convince him if I showed him the GM lounge, he would be on board and he, he jumped on board right away and, and loved it. So it was a no brainer. (laughs) That's great. Now, interestingly, you guys set your ceremony up so that it faced the shops in Italy instead of on the Isola or back deeper into the pavilion. Can you talk a little bit about how you chose that backdrop? Absolutely. So I think a lot of people like to set up on the the stage area right in the center of the Italy pavilion. And I had a smaller bridal party. And so I thought uh, we might look kind of small up there. And I didn't really like the view that you would have behind you. And so we, we kind of pivoted and, and focused in on that wall right when you walk into the Italy Pavilion that's on the left-hand side and, you know, asked our, our wedding coordinator if it would be possible to, you know, have that as our backdrop. 
and there's there's kind of two light poles there, um, lamp posts, and there's usually some pretty hanging flowers on it. And so we were able to, you know, face that wall. We added a little bit of floral there at the recommendation of our floral coordinator. And it, it worked out beautifully. And I, I felt more cozy and snug and a little bit more romantic. And we just, we loved having that as the backdrop. And I think the pictures came out gorgeous. So <laughs> I think it worked out. <laughs> Definitely. Now for your reception, did you guys add any kind of entertainment? We had DJ Chuck Yeager. He was excellent. I was a little bit concerned about having a DJ at a brunch reception, but I felt like it wouldn't be a wedding without a DJ. So we, we scoured the internet and uh, found DJ Chuck and he was excellent. He, he put on a good show and got everybody up and dancing and singing at one point. And, and I'll remember that forever. So even though it was the middle of the day, <laughs> We still, we still had a good time. He put on a good show. That's awesome. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you can recommend? Oh, plenty. So we ended up picking two cake flavors. My favorite by far was the churro cake with maple filling. Coming from the Northeast, we love our maple syrups. So uh, that was a winning flavor combination for me. I tried the bacon, gruyere, and leek quiche, and it was amazing. Just absolutely to die for. And then we also had the Alaskan halibut with lemon garlic roasted tomatoes and leeks with a saffron fume. And that was also wonderful. That's great. Did you guys add any other events like a welcome party or a dessert party? Yeah, we did. We did both. We did the welcome party a little bit more informal. So the majority of our guests ended up picking Caribbean Beach as their resort and so we just kind of scheduled a time and said, hey, everybody, show up to the pool bar over there, which is the Banana Cabana. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we all just went over there and we, we basically took over one of the big, long tables in the middle. And we had some awesome bartenders taking care of us. And we were able to welcome everybody and say hi and have a drink. And it was really nice, just very casual and relaxed, getting to say hi to everybody that way. So you know, if you want to do a welcome party, but you don't think you need to fit it into your budget, that's a great way to still do it, but not feel like you have to add on a whole other event. It worked out way better than I could have expected. So that's wonderful. And then we also added a dessert party, which Justin and I both really wanted to do because we did have a lot of people who had never been to Disney before. And so it was important for us to share our love of the Disney parks and getting to show them a little bit of the magic. So we really wanted to do the dessert party and we pretty quickly zeroed in on Epcot. You know, again, we kind of focused everything in that area with the Skyliner resorts, the reception and ceremony. And so it kind of made sense just to have the dessert party right there. And at first we were having trouble when we had a smaller number of people and we're trying to work out the details with Disney. And I think as our party grew, more location options opened up to us. And so at first they were telling us they had nothing available for the night of the wedding and, and we weren't going to be able to do a dessert party that night. But later, Terrace de Fleur in France became available. And so we had our dessert party at the Terrace de Fleur. Do you have any dessert recommendations? Yes. We had flambe churros and it is 
life-changing. I will never eat another churro the same way. (laughs) They were absolutely (laughs) wonderful. We had the cheeseburger spring rolls, which, you know, are a huge hit. Chocolate-covered strawberries were, like, the perfect snack to be eating at the end of such a long day. It was, like, so refreshing and just a perfect burst of fruit and chocolate. It was amazing. We had an antipasto display, which everybody loved because we we kind of told everybody, you know, you don't need a full dinner that night. We're going to have tons of food at the dessert party, too. So having, you know, the meats and cheeses, you know, to have a more substantial food option for people. And then we also had the bacon blue cheese meatballs, which were excellent. (laughs) So can you give me a timeline of how your day ran? Sure. Because of the early ceremony, we woke up quite early, 2.45, just to kind of get everybody up and, and getting ready, start the coffee. Laura Reynolds came by at 3 a.m. to start hair and makeup, and we worked on that for most of the morning, and we were done right on time. I was, you know, a little worried about the time crunch, but they're professionals, and they know what they're doing, and it was perfect. We had the flower delivery, I think around 6.30. And then I did a first look with my dad. I didn't want to do a first look with Justin. So we did a first look with my dad. And that was great because I was sure that I wanted to get all of the crying out of the way early. (laughs) And so (laughs) it gave us a chance to kind of settle the nerves and get to have a, a nice moment before the wedding. And then we all got ushered over for the ceremony at 930. And then we had the brunch reception after that and then the dessert party that evening. Got it. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention and your budget? One of the things that we love the most about Disney is the food. And so when we were planning and we got to go for our planning session, the food was definitely something that we focused in on. And we were lucky enough to have the menu tasting with Chef Eduardo over at the Epcot Kitchen. And That is probably like one of my favorite memories of planning the entire wedding was getting to meet Chef Eduardo. He saw our passion and love for food and just worked to create a totally custom menu with us. And, you know, after the fact, we worked with our wedding coordinator to keep it within our budget. But they they worked magic for us and getting through that whole experience and then having the food at the wedding. It was great. It, It was worth every penny that we paid for the food, but it was our most expensive line item on the BEO. So, and then the other thing was the dessert party. Like I mentioned earlier, we, we really wanted to share some of that Disney magic with our guests. And I really think we accomplished it. We got so much great feedback about, you know, having a great view of the fireworks and just, you know, kind of being in the Disney bubble and, you know, getting kind of that extra cap to the night. So those are the two things that we we're most willing to spend our money on. Got it. And what aspects were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? So I would say decor. When we picked the locations, we picked them because we thought they were beautiful. You know, with, with how we placed the ceremony in Italy and, and the GM lounge, we really wanted the view to stand out. And so I tried not to go crazy with decor and just keep it to the bare minimum and as simple as possible. And I would say you know, alongside that, the flowers, you know, we didn't go crazy on the centerpieces and even the the bridal floral, which I wish I had done a little bit more research into or had a better understanding of what Disney floral for the price was going to be. 
Interesting, because it, your bouquet was smaller than you expected, or? Yeah, my bouquet was smaller than I expected, and, and the bridesmaids as well. The bridesmaids ended up with five tulips for $80. Whoa. So <laughs> I was very disappointed. In, and, you know, they come in, and they deliver the floral, and, you know, they kind of shove it in your face and like, hey, does this look good? And I had a mix of tulips and green roses in my bouquet. And I had never seen green roses before, but um, our floral coordinator was like, yeah, we can do it. They're so beautiful. You're going to love it. And so, you know, I trusted her and some of the, the natural coloring on the flower, the, the petals just kind of have a, a rosy brown hue on the edge. And, you know, after the fact, you know, I got back in touch with Disney and she said, oh, that was totally normal. I'm so sorry, you know, that happened it was kind of an easy fix. But after the floral got delivered, it was kind of a a struggle to track them back down. I think everyone in the room kind of picked up that I wasn't exactly happy with it, even though we had said, yes, thank you. And they had left. It was a struggle to track them back down and, and try and make it right. And thankfully they did. And it was more of a hassle than I think it needed to be. But luckily they made it right. And, you know, all my girls around me took care of that and made sure that, that it was made right. And um, we we got the bridesmaids some more substantial bouquets. So that was great that they made it right. Oh, that's great. Okay. So what ended up being your favorite memory of the day? You know, I think it's kind of cheesy to say it, but but the ceremony, Catherine Amundi did an amazing job tailoring the ceremony to us. And she really told our story. And I will always remember just standing across from Justin and just being like locked in tunnel vision and not really seeing what was going on around us and just kind of in this zone where it was just kind of the two of us and Catherine. It was such an amazing ceremony. She did an amazing job, full of emotion, and it it was wonderful. That's fantastic. Now, you mentioned the bouquets. Did anything else go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Yeah, I think we had a little bit of a rush at the reception and, you know, because we were a smaller than, you know, maybe some people might think of for a traditional reception, some people were still eating while other people were done. And so it, it kind of felt like it got rushed to get into the music and dancing, which I was afraid of because I knew it was the middle of the day and we weren't going to have like this raging dance party at, you know, <laughs> one o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) And so I really wanted everyone to have the time to enjoy the food and and go back and get as much as they want. We had a buffet and um, it it kind of felt like we got shifted away from the food and into, you know, the dancing kind of before Justin and I could even get around to all the tables. And so I just wish that we had had a little bit more structure in the reception. But I mean, ultimately we, we got to see everybody and got around the room. But yeah, I, I think that was just not as I expected. Interesting. Okay. And was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be? Yes. So this was a huge thing for me. I was so stressed about the planning session and I thought I was going to have to have all the answers and Justin is great, but he's a whatever you want. And I'm like, no, I need your opinion. And so I was so stressed about having to make all the decisions that day. And I just wish I had known that it's going to be okay. You can change it as many more times as you need to. And, 
yeah, I just wish I hadn't stressed so much about the planning session because it really was fun, but I was just way too stressed over it. (laughs) Now, is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Yeah. So again, the flowers I probably would have done differently. I honestly would have shortened the reception. So kind of going back to what we were talking about, you know, I think you're spending all this money and you think you want to maximize as much of the time as possible. But, you know, the middle of the afternoon, we really didn't need five hours. And so I think it would have been okay to to cut it 30 minutes, even to an hour shorter. And we all would have been okay, especially with the early morning wake up call. <laughs> right. Good point. Yeah. And then um, we ended up having our, our photo session the day after the wedding. And I really wish I had given myself a day to just kind of come down off the high and enjoy it and, you know, have have kind of a, a relaxed day after the wedding instead of like getting right back in there and putting the dress back on and, and all of that. So. Right. That's a good point, too. <laughs> Any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? I would say don't let anyone change your mind. If you want to have a Disney wedding, you should do it. And I love that now I have those wedding memories at Disney. And it just brings such a smile to my face to think that I have those special memories there. So just do it. Well, Jenny, I think you've offered a lot of great advice today for anyone who's interested in having a Disney wedding, especially if they're interested in using Epcot. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thanks so much, Carrie. It was fun. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.